0: Welcome to the Global Digital Banker. My name is Adele Grisaf and this is RFI Group's data-backed podcast focused on key trends, thought leadership and best practice within the fast-growing and dynamic world of digital banking. This week's episode focuses on the world of insurance. The Canadian insurance market is primed for disruption, dominated by large incumbents and protected by regulation that stifles innovation. Siri Sharon draws on examples from Australia as well as findings from Canadian policyholders to show how new entrants can disrupt the established market and whether Canadian consumers are hungry for change in the insurance space.
1: Today I'm joined by Siri, who recently spoke at the Insurance Analytics Canada Summit uh, and will be talking about insurance, so thanks so much for joining me today Siri. Thanks. So you were talking about the Canadian life insurance market and how it is primed for disruption today and also looking specifically at learnings from the Australia market and what Canada can take away uh, in terms of comparing to this market. So why why Australia in particular? Well, a couple of
2: reasons. The main ones is that... I mean, I'm sure you know, Australia and Canada are very similar countries in a lot of sense. So they Mm. have the same population distribution, the same, you know, structure in the the banking system. The insurance system is also pretty similar. It's dominated by several large incumbents with little differentiations between insurers in the eye of consumers. We also, you know, run two studies, one in Australia and one in Canada, where we look at police holder twice a year to understand, you know, their behavior. So that would be something that was very easy to compare. A couple of things Mm -hmm. to note in Australia that are different in Canada, in the life insurance world, all life insurance policies in Canada are term policies. So this is came across when we had uh, in the 90s, the introduction of superannuations, which kind of phased out slowly the whole life insurance policies, which are still, you know, available in Canada.
1: So is that the sort of equivalent to pensions superannuation?
2: Yes. Yeah, exactly. Kind of kind of right. pensions, yeah. And and also, you know, the challenger brands in Australia have significantly disrupted. So PNCs, which is what we call, this is GI in Australia, but PNCs in Canada. So we've been also seeing those challenger brands starting to coming into, you know, the life insurance space. So pretty interesting time. Canada to understand.
1: Mm. Insurtech is a favoured buzzword at the moment. You hear it yeah. everywhere, and it certainly refers to those emerging players that you've just highlighted a few there, but what are some of the key trends that we are seeing in the Australian life insurance landscape today? <laughs> yeah,
2: sure. So there is, as I said, there is little differentiations between life insurers in Australia and the eye of, of customers. So mm. if you take, you know, for example, satisfaction scores at the total, we have a mean like at a 7.5. And if you take the top 10 or 15 insurers, there is literally no differentiations. Everyone is around those cores. So very, very flat. Uh, the point number two, that I would say, is around digital. So we asked them how they, you know, their research about their insurer and how they apply for a main insurance policy. And in Australia, online is coming as number one. And we've been seeing that being literally increasing over the past three years. So Number two, online is pretty pretty important. So we've been looking at the driver of choice. and, And when we take into consideration, you know, the five P's, which are product, promotion, price, process, and place, what we've been seeing is like for the last 12 months, price took five points as taking, you know, the main driver of choice. So it's always been an industry highly driven by price, but it's becoming more and more driven by price. And when we look at the different type of insurance providers, so you have the incumbent. The bank kind of insurers, the challenger, we combine also the supermarkets in there, the other insurer. You can see that the challenger slash the supermarket insurer are really, really, really driving this, you know, this price element. They are the ones that are really, you know, say, okay, this is the reason why I'm choosing the insurer. Okay, so you would be thinking, great, they have that, they're mm-hmm. driven by price. Obviously, other players will have other strengths in the market. Well, When we look at different elements that is understanding what drives, you know, the satisfactions or the choice, and then we have things like, well, an excellent renewal process or extremely trustworthy or... Very good application process, good customer services, best cover, good channel, value for money, are different, etc. So all these attributes, what we've been seeing is like those challenger and supermarket insurers are actually over indexing everyone else in all the elements. So they're not only, you know, being chosen by price because they believe that they are the cheapest. They also believe that they are the Mm. best in the market Mm. because those insurers will succeed to integrate everything that is, we've been looking at, you know, new trend, which is, you know, pushing out that thing, they understand the customer better, leveraging technology in order to service them, really give them this advantage in the market. Now, is it true or not the way they assess risk and they price it? That's another debate. But in the eyes of consumers, you know, they are really, they are the best. The other key things that we've been seeing is like when we look at net promoter score, you know, like the NPS and and looking at advocacy, they are the ones that are scoring the highest. So to give you an example, kind of really, it's kind of minus six, like an NPS. And and, and I agree, insurance is not something, you know, people really promoting. Mm. But challenger brands, they are like plus 20. And the incumbent insurer, which usually scores the highest when it comes to quality, trust, and you know, better solution, better product, score nine. And the last thing to to mention, really interesting to mention, is when we looked at switching, we have you know the twenty percent score of overall switching, but the type of insurers that are suffering the most from that phenomenon, it's actually the incumbent insurers where they have. A score of people who said they are likely to switch in the next 12 months of 30%. So, in the consumer, exactly, in the the eyes of the customer, those new brands are actually delivering better products and services for a better price. So, this is something that has been kind of shaking the industry a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these newer players come in and they play cheaper, they play better, and they play faster. And the insurance space, because it hasn't evolved and innovated so much. We're seeing those. We're seeing those impacts even bigger, and I find it. It's it's a really fascinating space to watch.
2: Yeah, exactly. Sorry, and especially because of, we're talking about life insurance here. You know, it's a little bit slower, but. It's also this is happened in like general insurance or PNC, you know, your home and hotel. It's even more involved there. So now we can see that because it worked in that space, it slowly came into
1: the life insurance mm, industry. Absolutely. And are we seeing the same thing in Canada then?
2: Well, we're not at the same level, but we start seeing the same, you know, uh, metrics that the same things that we talked about in the same trends. So in Canada, the space looks remarkably the same as Australia, so when we look at satisfaction, it's even flatter. It's around, the kind of the average it's around 7.8 out of 10, so pretty high and everybody it's around the same score. The thing that is a little bit different it's when we looked at channels for researching and for applying. Uh, We're not there as having digital being number one, so the brokers and, you know, the, the branch or the office is the top two, followed by telephone in terms of researching and applying. The country is a little bit different in terms of implementing insurance. So, yeah, so we've been seeing that in brokers and, and branch and telephone has been the top three, but we can see websites starting to come up. But when we look at appetite, if you had the choice, you know, with everything tomorrow, what will you be, you know, how will you like to apply? Then you have that online is getting to increase, and especially among millennials and, and then kind of third, until, until 44 years old. So, insurance is yes, still, you know, having those traditional channels, but there is a strong appetite in the market for those online channels.
1: Okay, so if we are comparing the Australian market to the Canadian market, it's a little bit ahead. So what are those key takeouts for the Canadian market when we're comparing to Australia? Is it just a matter of time or are there some specific lessons that the Canadian market can learn?
2: Yes, you're right.
1: I think time is very important. So
2: Digital is a catalyst for for change Mm. and potentially, you know, for disruption. So you cannot ignore that. Australia, I know there is a lot of, as I said, similarities and a lot of differences. We cannot put those two countries in the same basket, but learnings from those countries are pretty important because it has been proven that this kind of market can be disrupted. Um, The challengers can leverage customer data to provide better policies for lower cost or at least position themselves that this is what they are offering. They can understand the market where we are, which is not really disrupted today, and enter it. The appetite for digital is here in Canada. So, as I said, you really cannot ignore that at all.
1: Well, it's definitely a space to watch. And I love how you said earlier, you know, that life insurance is, in fact, one of the slowest forms of insurance to innovate. And yet, even here, we are seeing these trends shift to this area. So big impacts on the wider market as well. And certainly an interesting future for the insurance space in Canada. Yeah, no, definitely. Thanks so much for joining me today, Siri.
2: Well, thank you for having me again.
0: We hope you enjoyed the episode this week. To view the show notes from this episode, head to GlobalDigitalBanker.com. To get in touch with us, check out our Instagram, Global Digital Banker, Twitter at GDB Podcast, or on Facebook under Global Digital Banker Podcast. If you're interested in being a part of the show or would like to let us know what you think of this episode, email us at gdbpodcast at rfigroup.com.